big old welcome back to what have you to, to Becca and I. <laughs> welcome uh, us. Welcome back, back to us. Well, we and also been. welcome back to you. I'm Rachel Jankovic. I'm Becca Markle. And we have failed and we have failed twice, I think. Twice. Two failed episodes yeah. followed by the busiest schedule that can't accommodate I us think trying it again. started busy and that might be why we did such a fizzle. <laughs> <laughs> There's really no tracking what's gone wrong, no, but some of you loyal no. listeners who have messaged us with concerns about <laughs> our safety or what we're about, thank you for your care. Yeah, no, it's been... Just, we just messed up. We had it. one that was just directly bad. It was us. <laughs> it was like 20 minutes and we looked at each other like, oh, this, nah. can't, this can't cancel, be happening. Cancel that show. The next one, we did it. And then I think we called each other later and Did said, you think was we were as weird as, as weird? I thought we were? <laughs> <laughs> we just can't yeah. be trusted. I think we put in a whole episode of me trying to make a point where Becca <laughs> was not sure what I, what I was trying to say and was leaning against yeah, it I was, in case I was going to lead people astray. No, I knew you weren't. I just thought people might go that way mm-hmm. anyway, regardless. But what it meant was that... We never did. We never met on I think any both actual. Of us sat here making kind of squinty eyes into exactly. the distance. Exactly. Exactly. Wondered. But guys, it. what we did today is we parked facing a different direction yep. in my driveway. Yep. To see, it's kind of like putting your rally cap on. <laughs> <laughs> We're looking. If we can't do a podcast looking east. Then, then it what can't happen. happen. We're gonna have to retire. Oh, we're looking we're, out over yeah, trees. Yeah, we're looking east this time, not west. Yeah. And it's the other day we know. were driving into town. And there was just a biggest bull moose out on the street. Oh, really? Out on the Darby Road, oh, and that man. thing is like a train car. It is yeah. so big. But I, I'm always disoriented when I see a moose because I go through about three different. What is wrong with the poor horse's knees? And then it's, <laughs> and then I'm like, is it a donkey? No, Becca, <laughs> what what's wrong with you? In this instance, no, we just turned just... a corner, and the whole family yeah. goes, whoa, because yeah. it well because it was a bowl. It's just it was it's like monster a, it's a huge, big thing which that you aren't horns, expecting. And whatever that nasty <clears throat> business it is that hangs from their chin like a permanent. Yeah. Drool. Yeah. That was huge also. It was just yeah. this enormous. Well, see, uh, we've done it where you come beast. around a corner and and the moose is like running down the road right in front of you and that's yeah, the moment yeah, where yeah, I'm yeah, like yeah. I can't process like, I've had that happen what's up on wrong. up on them. Yeah, Paradise Ridge. Yeah, there, where yeah. it was just galloping down the road mm-hmm. in front of you. Yeah, and you feel like something's happened Confused. to it. Confused. To its joints, or you're like, is yeah. it you? You're just running through the like, can't be a horse, can't be a. It's not right. What is not it? Right. Is it a camel? Couldn't be. Yeah, I had a really <laughs> exciting bird watching event. They're actually event remarkably camel like when you think about Kinda. it. Kinda. Yeah. There's extra extra humps up on the neck yeah, area and with shoulder like blades, long legs that are knobbly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I had a big bird watching thrill out okay. here what would you do i mean loyal podcast listeners know my struggles with the birds which mm-hmm. is that i feel like i should know them but i don't yeah just one of those areas where my ignorance mm-hmm. is always obvious to me yeah like always it's terrible yeah. right 
And then, of course, I have to hasten to tell you that I do know the basic birds. It's just, it's <laughs> sometimes people are like, start with robins, Rachel, if you can get that. Or I get insulted. <laughs> I get insulted by looking at the Merlin app trying to identify a bird. And I'm like, it seemed like it could have been a hawk, but it was bigger than a hawk. But, and they're like, was it a duck? And you're like, no, I would have known if it was a duck. Goose? No! And then they're like, maybe a crow? No! I also can tell I I know the difference. Well, oh, see, you say that, but this is, this gets to my point. So there's been this big, very pretty big bird out here that flew right over. See, I'm never out bird watching. Right. I'm doing something else, and the bird takes me by surprise, and then thusly, I'm not equipped to take a picture of it. I don't have binoculars. I can't tell. It's just that's how I don't know. And this one seemed like a big hawk, except for it was, it flew like right over the top of my car. And then Mm -hmm. it had like a white stripe on the tail. But it didn't fly like a hawk and it didn't behave like a hawk. Mm. You know, hawks kind of, their wings seem kind of like kites, sort of like they just flat. This one had more of a like, like it was flying in more of a V shape Mm. than a hawk does. It looked more seagully. Yeah. Wing wise. Yeah. But the size of a big hawk. And then flew down there. But then it hovered close to the ground and then landed on the ground. It was like walking around on the ground. And then it would hover more like it was just really odd. And I couldn't figure out what it was. And Merlin was no help to me. The app didn't answer my problems. And so I started to post a post in the local bird watching Facebook group, mm-hmm. which really is. The fast track to feeling like a big dummy dum dum. <laughs> because I'm like, I mean, what are you, guys, I saw a brown bird. What was it? <laughs> and I'm in no way a professional, so I'm not even going to be using the, the right, right terminology. terminology. <laughs> so, so I'm like, well, do you call it a fanning tail? Like I was like trying to be like, I think it's tail fan. And I think that the white stripe was on the tail, not on the body. Yeah. Or do you call it a bird's back? Or what do you say? So as I toiled about (laughs) trying to craft my my question without being too much of an idiot in the birding group, (laughs) I discovered what it was because of my Googling for terminology. I I figured it out. It's a northern harrier, which is a hawk. But it's a hawk that hunts by sound. And it was funny because I'd already written out this, like, it was hovering and its wings were more in a V shape, which did yeah. not seem like a hawk. And then it says, they hunt with their wings in more of a V formation. <laughs> I was like, see, if I, I did observe a bird and I did observe a thing about a bird. Anyways, it was That's hopping funny. around down there hunting. <laughs> but then when I happened upon this piece of news that it was a northern harrier, then I go look at pictures of northern harriers. And then that solved the great mystery for us about the owl that we previously were unable to identify. (laughs) Uh, And it turns out, so last winter, we turned the corner onto our our driveway and there was just this big, great, beautiful, it was beautiful, but just sitting there in the... um, sitting there in the on the ground and then it flew away but we saw it a couple times mm-hmm. but this is the male northern harrier oh, yeah. and it's apparently rare 
And also called the gray ghost. Because, and it does look and owlish. And that face, yeah, because yeah. it has more... Well, you know hawks and owls have the same skulls? I didn't know that. Well, I mean, loosely, <laughs> they have the same skulls. But the, the owl head shape is feathers. It's all feather. Oh, sure. It's all yeah. feather action. Yeah. So this is a hawk with a more feathered... Very round head. Yeah, more... And it, I think just when it looked straight at us and it was, like, all pale gray and, like, it didn't fly like a hawk and we just didn't... Why yeah. do... Why would a hawk just be sitting on the ground and what's going on? Like... Yeah. Anyways, so two big birding mysteries cleared Perfect. up for me in one Came incident. together. Yeah. And now I feel really... Tied a bow on that. I feel really equipped to drop the knowledge of Very what the likely Northern Harrier looks talked like. talked about your owl mystery and so maybe this resolves mm-hmm. some things from... Pre- if any of episodes. you had this open question about <laughs> what's the problem Rachel's having with that owl. <laughs> and then and the next, found it. really right after this, I was still on a high from the hairier solution to my questions. That we woke up to flickers all over the house, like tapping all over oh our house. And there got something, and I can't remember the name of it when it's a whole flock of flickers, but it's a funny name for it. And they were, like, like right outside the bathroom window. And some of them landed on, like, the bar in the middle of our windows. Oh, my word. And then two kestrels were dive-bombing oh them and gosh. hunting them all around. So it was a really exciting bird morning yeah, in our house. That is. That's extremist. Yeah. So now you're all updated extremist on my wildlife. bird activities. Mooses, harriers. Well, I'll tell you. This is a side Flickers. Note. It's not what I wanted to tell you. Okay. But there's, um... Uh, what? <laughs> what I want to do, I do not do. <laughs> I know. I was going to tell you something else, but this brought me to a new thought that okay. is really neither here nor there, except for that it made me say, wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a decorator that I followed that was featured in a British decorating magazine. And it was this very lovely house. It was like beautiful, very traditional, whatever. And there was a canopy bed in one of the big huge rooms you know it's like a big yeah. manor house and there was this throwaway comment about how they had wanted to hang the canopy from the ceiling but they were unable to do so because of the protected bats in the attic <laughs> i don't like that i don't like no, that idea no, at all that the law has come in and said you can't mess with the bats in your very own attic and if that's not a metaphor for a runaway it's actually, train, that that's amazing. <laughs> the bats, the enforced by law bats in your belfry. <laughs> you can't clean there's, that up. There's a whole lot of bats in belfries in multiple <coughs> facets with that. But wow. Yeah. So I need to assure our listeners that I'm not sick. <laughs> So just because you have flickers all over your outside of your house, they're at not least on the you inside. don't have a protected species they're of bat. They're not on the inside, and it's inside. okay with me that they're and not. And you're not allowed to do anything about it. Wow, that's a terrifying thought. Right? That yeah. That's a terrifying thought. Best no, to not dwell so on it. That's what I was going to tell you. This is... Okay, I'm is, ready. Okay, here it is. Dish it up, I'm back. about to dish it up. Okay, so we were just down in Nashville for the Fight, Laugh, Feast <laughs> conference. So we just got back yesterday, and... Um, so that was just just part of the problem with why we couldn't podcast. That was just one of the things. Just one of them. <laughs> we had other things too. Yeah. But we've been on planes a number of times since this whole new world order <laughs> has kicked in. 
And so, you know, you know the what you're... Yeah, the dictatorship. <laughs> the way that <laughs> everyone has gotten a little touch of sort of the thus spake Zarathustra. <laughs> oh, you know what was really bumming me out was that on all the loudspeakers, I think this is new since last time we flew, and that was only a couple of weeks ago, um, by order of the president. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. El Presidente. The pres- that's what I mean by the spake Zarathustra. It was like, seriously? Like, and oh signs? And, and, like, I don't remember that being a part of the announcements. And it says, by order of the president. And then it says, or it says by the president's executive order or some, those words are in there. Then underneath it, it says, and the recommendation of the CDC. You have to have your mask on. I was just like, this feels like ugly bug way Something man. has been snuck across the border here. But anyway, <laughs> so, so you know what you're about. Like you're going to get on a plane. You know what you're signing up for. I am not a person who's going to pay the money for the ticket, get on the plane, and then pitch a scene. And then, like, you wanted to wear your head cam and get yourself drug off a plane. (laughs) It's like, if you don't want to do it, then drive. You know, it's... (laughs) But anyway, so, I don't like wearing the mask, but I also kind of realize, well, you're signing up for a certain amount of stuff. Yeah, I'm with you. So, um, but I've been on a lot of planes since all of this, and... You can tell that there are flight attendants who are living their best life now. Like, oh, yeah, they finally get to, well, s- to Stanford, swagger about. Stanford prison experiment. Yep. In a nutshell. Yep. And, and they get to boss and they get to bully and they get to be the little bossy boots. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's a thing. Like, that's one of yeah, them. For and sure. then you can also tell the ones who are, who are willing to, you know, make this doable for everybody. So... Mm-hmm. They're the ones who are like, yes, we have to make the announcement, but you know, while you're eating and drinking, they're not going to heckle you. And then if you left it off for 20 minutes afterwards, they would probably come up and do some sort of a reminder, but you know, like they're going to, they're going to actually do their job in, in sure making it happen, but they also do not get a delight out of coming and Mm -hmm. And being bossy, right? Okay, so there's those two different categories. But this one I encountered was new, and I thought the worst of all. So it was, I am sitting there where they have given us the food and the drinks, and I am actually actively eating and drinking. So I'm reading a book. I have a book in my left hand, and I am holding my drink in my right hand, and I am sipping it. Right, so both hands are employed. And this lady comes up and does this like... Is she a stewardess? Yeah, okay. yeah. And she's like, I am so sorry. I am really sorry. Like, I feel really bad, but you have to put your mask on between every single sip. And I was like, what? And she was like, yes, you have to put your mask on between... I'm so sorry. I am really sorry, but you have... And I was like, oh, oh no. Wow. Because the thing was, is I think she genuinely was sorry. Like, she looked yeah. completely uncomfortable. But there was literally no reason to make me do it. Like, she yeah. was taking the most strict version of the rule. And she was enforcing it against her own yes. better judgment. 
It so was weird. like, but the thing is, is that one just really got me because if, if you have a little person who's tripping out on their own power and they come and say, you have to put the mask on in between every single set, then they in their own mind are justified and you can disagree with them and you can, you know, That's but you so... feel like you could actually have a conversation. The thing about this that horrified me was a person doing it against their own better judgment. Yeah. And that was the part because I've seen there's flight a, attendants that are like they're like, oh, when you're done, make sure to remember to put that the on. Guys at she the... was going for the most strict, but also felt bad about it, but did it anyways. Yeah, the guys at the Wazoo surplus mm-hmm. place. Now WSU is under the well, reign of Lord Inslee and yeah. his Washington ways. Is... But anyways, it's right over the border from us, so you do yeah. there it's weird when you those little encounters where Suddenly you're like, Oh, we're in, we're in Washington yeah. land. Uh-huh. And it to go in there they make you wear a mask now. But really? Yeah, but the funny thing is that the guy both times because I went in and I bought some things, but then when Luke wanted to pick it up, so we had two different times of encountering him. Both times they were like apologetic, like mm-hmm. it's not my rule. Like yeah. you have to wear a mask, you have to, but it's not my rule. Like basically, yeah. don't make a fuss. It's not me that's yeah. making this happen. And it's interesting because, because I just have a lot of feelings about that. Because I feel like, yeah, I have no desire to make a random nice person yeah. at the surplus no. store have a miserable time no. due to Inslee. At the same time, they are putting themselves they're like guarding the despot they're guarding the person who has like but but see it was it was even a step worse than that and i think it was very hard for me to articulate why i was so bugged by it and it was if the person says hey here's the rule here you go you feel like they're settled in their own conscience no but it's also like it's the rule but what this lady did was picked the most ridiculous uptight like yeah. version of the rule while at the Very. same time you could tell she felt really bad about it. Like, I don't think she was feigning that. Like I think, yeah, I think she really felt super awkward mm-hmm. and everything, but you know, the kind of person that is an absolute, um, like they must get a hundred percent on every single thing. Yeah. And if they, if they were to get a 96, they would have an existential crisis and they have to do, they have to follow the rules and they have mm-hmm. to do everything perfectly right yeah that's what it felt like to me was the person that that couldn't cope with right with um not fulfilling every single little jot and tittle of the law that she disagreed with yeah and so it was very horrifying to me because I thought okay so I think everybody probably has like a crack in them somewhere that a wedge could get in you yeah. know what I mean? Like, there's everybody has their own different pressure points or their own weaknesses. Things, yeah, for the, sure. The things that will bring, you know, and maybe for some people it's their anger problem, and maybe for some people it's their over, overly cowardly mm-hmm. approach or whatever. But this was weird to me because I felt like the weakness was the need to be perfect, the need yeah. to be right, the need to be not missing a single point on any question mm-hmm. even when you conscientiously objected to the test and yeah that was the part that i felt like was so 
and creepy. Super weird. Well, it's creepy because I think we all have different things that would make us, you know, yeah, feel more like complying. But to see somebody whose pressure point was needing to do a good job. Yeah. And it's really weird. Seeing that as like a ridiculous weakness right there. It was weird. And I feel like there's a lot of different ways in which this is affecting everybody in that. It but is. I I was thinking about this. Whether whether our approach when I say our church's approach, it's there's a, actually a pretty wide diversity within our church of how individuals have decided to sure. do things. So I'm not saying this like it's not as though the church sent out an email telling everyone you're not allowed to wear a mask or something. No, no, no. But the overarching situation has been people not complying. Sure. Right? The main... And we've certainly not complied as it restrained worship. So in those places, that was real non-compliance even though technically well, in the no, order it wasn't, it wasn't. it's no, just it wasn't. that it, it was, was perceived to be that yeah, by some people it was, but what it was not complying with was popular sentiment but it, yes but it actually but the law yeah. even the even yeah. what was the law here we were mm-hmm. within bounds for that yeah, but we what were. we were not but had they decided to change the law to say we couldn't go to church we still would have right so there's that it's just whatever but I'm just saying whether our approach to COVID or our approach to masks or our approach to this whole situation was right or wrong from the perspective of what we thought was happening with the disease, whatever, any, you know, whatever the virus totally aside from, from scientific analysis of what might've been happening here. I cannot think of anything that's ever been this fruitful in the life of the church. And one of the things that I think has been so tremendously fruitful has been a whole lot of individual people having to be more courageous and more like a whole lot of individual people having to face someone reviling them Mm -hmm. in public Mm -hmm. and standing their ground and being gracious anyways, or a whole lot of individual people. And I was thinking it's been such a gift to the church in terms of making everyone think much more seriously about, like, like really, like, this mm-hmm. is a thing. Like, this is... Yeah. Well, I'm just going to take a minute to plug Ben's sermon from this morning at CCD, which was, um, he's in Christ's farewell discourse in John. But he was pointing out, it's the whole bit about, they will hate you. And yeah. they will revile, and they will kill you and think they're offering God service. You know, it's yeah. like that sort of yeah. thing. But it's, um... He was pointing out that the whole time in Jesus' ministry, Jesus kept getting in trouble. And the apostles were right there the whole time when he kept getting in trouble for healing people or, you know, like whatever it is. But the apostles didn't get in trouble. Like, they just didn't until the giving of the Spirit. Yeah. And then compare the apostles in John to the apostles in Acts. And... They go to jail time immediately. And it's because he was talking about how the the giving of the spirit is the thing that prompts the hatred of the world. And you can't be surprised by that. Yeah. And it makes no sense in one sense, because all you did was do something nice. All you did was heal the guy. All yeah. you did was whatever. And there you find yourself in jail. But it's, um, I think that that moment has become a far more, 
Well, far more of a reality for many people yeah. is that like they're having to face possibly losing their job or they're having to face lots of their friends turning against them or just, awkwardness just in the family much, or whatever. Much more kind of hardcore lifing is yep. upon us. And yep. not it's like the things that everyone knew yeah. were out there, but kinds of hardships that we have been really protected from for generations. See, and I think it's important to notice because I think it's easy to feel like, but this is nothing like the first century because this is about a virus or this is about a vaccine or this is about something that's really not about doctrine at all or this is off on the side it's not a primary mm -hmm. issue but honestly the things that were getting the apostles in trouble you know or getting jesus in trouble it was you didn't comply with the sabbath well enough it wasn't over. yeah you know it's always a side issue they always make it look like you're causing some a other riot. problem you're you not are causing civil unrest yeah. you're going to take away business from the right athena manufacturing plant which will be a real bummer or you it's cast Aphrodite. out the, or you cast out the uh cast out athena. the anyway go ahead sorry the serpent those the girl that was making them mm -hmm. lots of money by prophesying yeah. and like you yeah. messed that up you messed yeah. up our whole economy then, yeah our economy of even then the charges were not the devil <laughs> were not yeah. those it was like you're troubling the nation so. yeah exactly you guys are being too rowdy yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway i just felt like it was that was a weird place where sometimes your your virtues can be your vices and well they always are they often are your vices um, but Almost this universally was there you could tell that it was somebody who was being maneuvered into yeah totally being horrible by her desire Let's, to be perfect you know what else I we got a question and I and then I lost it I meant to reply to it and then mm -hmm. I found out that we forgot again about okay our Instagram messages oops yeah, I noticed Sorry, that there's a whole fleet of messages that none of us mm. saw, so we should oh, do that sometime uh -huh. soon. However, somebody did message us and ask this, and I just thought, like, yep, yeah, okay, that's a great question. Because uh, the question was, how do I walk beside, like, how do I, oh, how was it phrased? It was probably walk alongside of, meaning how do I be a friend to someone who is deconstructing their faith? Like, deconstructing like, their faith in the active sense of in the consciously in the throwing that people are off doing. everything from my conservative upbringing, that sort Isn't of a that thing. Isn't basically what it means? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, how do you walk, walk alongside them? Yeah, and I assume that that means how can I still be a friend to someone who is deconstructing? Well, I think first off, it does matter who is this person and how are they connected to you. If it's your sister, it's very different than somebody that you knew in high school and now are loosely connected to on Facebook. You know, um, like right. So, well, a lot of people. Of a, what's happening is people say that they're going to deconstruct their faith, and then people think that people overreacting to that is makes it worse. Makes it so sure. then people are like deconstructing is a healthy, positive oh, thing golly. to do. You know, like you should do it. Yeah, I um. I think that the question is more, we can just rephrase the question to be relevant to probably a lot more people, which is how do you be a friend to someone who's being a fool? Like if you're, if you have a friend 
who is reading books that are making, you know, like if you have a friend that's like coming into knowledge that's not sure. good. Someone who's on a bad path. Right. Or they're like, oh, I've come to realize, you know, whatever it is. They, I think it's very quick. It's very easy to get on this path. You can do it through Bible studies. Yeah. You know, you can get, and if you're not, like probably one of the most frequent types of messages that I get is people asking about different authors or teachers like like a friend recommended this book is it is this person good or bad right i don't read the book so i always am like i don't know who we're talking about you know yeah sometimes i know enough to say i don't recommend you pursue that sure path but what the reason i say this is that it is incredible the speed with which bad teaching makes its way straight into the heart of the church and past all yeah. around the women. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, all around. Did I say this on an episode that we deleted? I don't know. <sighs> it's hard to, to say. say. Did I say the thing about the midlife crisis on an episode ever? I had a recent thought well, about this. Well, here's the thing, Rach. We could have deleted it's it. It's not ringing my bell, which means, means that... nothing. Maybe... Means nothing. <laughs> Um, maybe you did. Maybe you did. Okay, what I was going to say is it just struck me that we think of men being the real midlife crisis oh, people. Yeah. Where all of a sudden a man just zooms off and has sure. to buy a motorcycle. And it's usually prompted by like a bad cholesterol report or going <laughs> bald or something. You know, like there's 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 some situation no. of like... Although let's just I have to throw in that Ben's theory is that when men have a midlife crisis some there's sort of a two different ways you can go some buy the Harley and some buy a recumbent bicycle. <laughs> Start eating brand buds. <laughs> brand like, no, buds. They both grow a ponytail, but then some of them go the Harley route and some go the recumbent bicycle okay. route. <laughs> Okay, so, but this is my thought, and I think, I mean, this is a very ill-thought-out idea, but I think it's probably, I feel like it's pretty accurate. You might be onto something. Yeah. Okay, go, what? Neither myself nor my husband have had a midlife crisis, so I'm putting this out there. So she says. However, about, I think that probably at least 15 years after I'd gone through my first major crisis, that Luke was like, whoa. Maybe my metabolism is slowing What's down. What's your first major, <laughs> major, major what I'm crisis? Peggy <laughs> has this I'm look like, of alarm on her I'm face. Like, Here's what I was trying to say. Shall we go back over that? Yeah, let's go back over it. Uh, if you get married and have babies, a woman in in a, like, in that context, a family, you know, a woman mm-hmm. who gets married and is having babies, goes through the personal, physical identity crisis. Oh, yeah. Over and over and over and over. (laughs) So, like, by the time I had been fat and nursing (laughs) and and gained weight and lost weight and did physical therapy and got pregnant again and did more. I mean, like, by the time I had been basically full-time going through that sort of work... Yeah. Luke suddenly was like, what is going on? Has my metabolism changed? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like 15 years into this. <laughs> I don't have the body I used to have and nothing does what it used to do. And I don't know, you know, like yeah. I have been dealing with this for a long time. And what just struck me about it is that I thought maybe this is why women like wives and mothers are so vulnerable to false teaching all the time. Because a lot of times... 
men are not being called to reflect deeply on changes in their lives until all of a sudden they hit a much more significant mile marker. Yeah. Like, like they actually turned 40 or something that just sort of takes them by surprise or like now I'm, you know, something seems really weird to me that I'm this age. And I was thinking about that. Like, why are Christian women who are being wives and mothers so vulnerable to terrible, terrible input? I was like, maybe it's because it's a personal identity tumultuous life to live. That's interesting. And that they're casting about for encouragement. Mm -hmm. And if they're not getting it from really solid biblical, Mm -hmm. like if the principles are not the things you're clinging to, then you're incredibly vulnerable to just get kind of blown around by whatever things come your way. You know, like... I thought that's part of it, but I also bet that there's women who have never been pregnant that are also similarly susceptible. I'm sure, but I think what I'm trying to say is I noticed a feature of the female immune system that may make (laughs) us more vulnerable to bad ideas. Like, uh, well... Yeah. Or more likely to be looking around for comfort about something... Well, and that I, can be full of just horrible. I think that there, this part I bet is true of both genders where, you know, like, I think this is Ben's observation as well, is that when you're 18 or, you know, you're just going off to college or you're still young, you have all of these plans of the things you're going to achieve. And like, mm-hmm. also, you know how there's a huge difference between high school juniors and high school seniors on where they're going to go to college. The juniors it's not really come home to them yet that money is an object or that your grades are a factor. So, yeah. you know, you can just say, it's yeah, all I'm, very I'm looking, I'm looking at Princeton. That's <laughs> what I'm thinking about, you know, and then yeah. you get to your senior year. There and are it, other hurdles. It turns out that there's one or two things you would have had right. to have squared up by then. So anyway, you know, like it just becomes a little bit more realistic, but you're still like, I'm going to go travel the world and I'm going to get yeah. these jobs and I'm going to be amazing. I'm going to have an amazing marriage. I want to have four kids. I'm going to do all this stuff. And, and it's can, all going to be easy I'm peasy. I'm going to have made a million dollars. And then you hit whatever, Reality. 40 or 45. Mm-hmm. And suddenly all of those, you were, you were attributing things to yourself that you had not done yet, but you thought of yourself as a, as the kind of guy who makes millions. You hadn't made the millions, but you just like to... But it to, seemed easy to believe. You like to assume yeah. that that's what you're going to do. But then you hit this moment where it, like, the reckoning comes where it's like, actually, I'm not going to make millions. I just have to realize that this life right here, this is the one this that I have. Yeah. And there's a lot of people who can't really cope with that. And I think that well, that's it's true a very of traditional men and women. It's yes. Like, and it's a very traditional 2040 as being over the hill in the sense that it's like, well, it's probably not. You're probably like not this soaring up. Kind from of like this, this point. is my house. This is my marriage. Yeah, like this, this is, is a, my this job. This is how it is. Yeah, and you can't anymore really be pushing things into the future about how it's going to be when I'm because you're not. You know, you're no longer still all forward facing. Yeah, there's a different. And there's kind just of, people who it was always for them an imaginary thing anyway, and that balloon yeah. pops. I get that. I think I'm just. What I have wondered from time to time why women are so, and I and I think it is because women are much hungrier for encouragement mm-hmm. that, and they have not developed a taste for 
real encouragement. Like but real I, encouragement. Yeah, I think it's this too, though, because it's like it can. I, most of those bad little false gospels that make runs through the Christian women, it is offering you the next, the yes. thing that's just around the corner. The so thing like, that you like could make the of enneagram yourself. or something yeah. is a promise that yourself. you can you can yeah. come out of this a different person. You're going to come out gonna... different, or you just need to get over this hill, and then magically, this new you know, revelation Mm -hmm. will have changed everything. Which is why Christian contentment is such an important issue for for women. Like why it's such a deal that you be cultivating contentment and cultivating, like just being thankful for where you are and what God's Mm -hmm. done for you and Mm -hmm. what's, you know, and not being uh, a person who's always frantically trying to, come Chase. up with something that will be always learning and never coming to a knowledge totally. of the truth. and always trying to kind of like always trying to find peace of some kind yeah that you'll never get and the whole the world is totally absorbed full time with trying to manufacture the feelings that being right with god mm-hmm are well, like the side effect of the feelings. Every ad, even down to t-shirts or, you know, like I'm thinking those little social media ads. It's like this changed my life. This mascara changed fixed, my life. Fixed all this my issues. This new sock. It is a revolution. At last. Yeah. <laughs> so At last we have like, been saved. It's like looking for the rebirth. Yeah. Everybody's desperate for the rebirth. And it might be a new understanding or I cut out toxic friends or I found a substituted serum. I told the kids about this situation. The saying we were talking about Lewis and northernness and joy and that, Mm -hmm. and just the fact that incredible joy is something you can't get for the wanting. You can't, you can't, grab that feeling and the example that I was using is that there is no mountaintop emotional joyful feeling like having just given birth to a baby that's valid there is no moment that I can think of that parallels that yeah I was like and yet because that's the way it is everyone like the temptation to make the birth about the feeling you're gonna get yeah then overtakes the whole thing. Yep. And the whole reason is so joyful is because you gladly laid your life down for another life. Like, and if, yeah. and no matter what, and I can say this as a person who's had an emergency C-section, who's had births that mm-hmm. you could say were subpar from the, from the, <laughs> from the birth medical personnel performance. Yeah. Like, could you, could you come up with a way that you thought this was a subpar? Dashed your dreams. <laughs> yeah. Was there ever a nurse in the room that I didn't care for? Yes, yeah. there was. You know, like that mm-hmm. That kind of thing is true. But if you're actually looking at the right thing and doing the right thing, nothing in the situation takes away that joy. Yeah. Like yeah. when they give you that baby, it matters not that no. like those things do not matter. It's yeah. the joy is still overwhelming. Yeah. And that was true of my emergency C-section as well, except for the one caveat that my face itched like I've never <laughs> experienced my face itching. I was like, is why it, don't we talk about this more? This is, is awful. Is a painkiller? Does it do that to you? I actually don't even know what the side effect is. They give you, but they give you Benadryl to combat the face oh itching. Word. 
And I've never experienced anything like it because oh, you can't stop pawing at your own face. No, but that happened to me when they would give me Tylenol with codeine in it mm. afterwards. I would have the worst itch marathon. I just throw up if they give th- me no, codeine. Both. So, yeah. I throw up and yeah. itch. And I'm like, this is not better than... <laughs> <laughs> okay, but but backing up, backing up on this point, what I'm trying to say is it's the most common thing in the world to think that it's so important that I have this mountaintop emotional experience yeah. that I'm going to try to shelter everything towards that end. I have to have the right candles and the right music and the right yep. rules of engagement for everyone. Okay. And I have to do uh-huh. all this because I have to have the best birth experience yeah. possible. And I was, my point in all of this anyways, was just that when we are pursuing God and worshiping God, when everything that we're doing is about obedience and trusting him and glorying in him and Mm -hmm. following him, the side effect in your life is an overwhelming joy and peace and security and belonging. And we made this list of all of these things that are side effects of you actually fully engaging yourself in honoring God. And every one of those things on that list are things that the world is radically preoccupied with trying to help us get like security. Think of the whole body positivity Mm -hmm. endeavors in the world and peace. Oh, oh, and also don't care what anybody thinks or says about you because you're securing yourself. It doesn't matter. Yes. And the, the thing is, is it's just, it's just ridiculous because it, Oh, it's ridiculous because Christians are going to unbelievers to try to help them get the things that they would have as a birthright if they were just... Well, it's kind of like if you plant an apple tree and then you tend it and you water it and you make sure it's okay and if it's being attacked by worms, you deal with that. You know, like you're taking care of the tree. At the end of the day, you're going to have apples. And then there's all these people desperate for apples. But the one thing they will not consider is planting not a tree. Not the tree. <laughs> not and so, and not so there's one of all those. all of these alternative ways of manufacturing apples. And surprisingly. Uh, they, and weird. Don't work. They're not delicious. They don't work. <laughs> and and no. the thing is, is it leads everyone on a never-ending yeah. quest for this. I, I ran into Joanne's today, and I actually took a picture to show you. I think Speaking the thing of is, weird quests. to just flesh out this metaphor one more step, it's like if you have an actual apple tree with actual apples on it, don't fall for the big shiny plastic ones. No, just that because the world they're trying to sell it, you. they're trying and to then, sell it to you, and then you feel like and oh they're man, trying to say things. I've never been so secure <clears throat> until yeah. I started. And you're like, but look at my little measly one. Oh, it's not that big. I it's not that shiny. Good. It's yeah. not. But guess what? It's an apple. Okay. Theirs isn't. Becca, I just want you to... I don't, I'm not sure I have a big takeaway from this. Just some horror? Is that what you're going to show me? Well, it gives me more than horror. It gives me, like, this is weird. Okay. Because I would not consider Joanne's to be sort of edgy. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? The Joanne fabric. It's not the place you go. When I think of the shock and awe, I don't think of Joanne's. It's not the place you go. It's not the place you go. But in their book selection, which is where they have, like, knitting pattern books. Embroidery embroidery tips. Okay. And weird cookbooks. They have cookbooks there. But it's all, like, crafting, Uh crafting books. 
Sure. And I walked by their book section. Okay. And I took a picture. I okay. clustered some of these books together just okay. to soak just it to up. Just to do it. Mm-hmm. All right. Let me read this to you. All right. Meditative mandala stones. <laughs> create beautiful art and find peace of mind. Okay. The Starseed Oracle. A 53-card deck guidebook. <laughs> the Dark Goddess Tarot. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This one is the Crystal Power Tarot. Includes Whoa. 78 specially commissioned cards in a 64-page illustrated book. The Moon Book. Lunar Magic to Change Your Life. <laughs> the Luna Soul Tarot Pack. Then the Basic Witch Book. <laughs> and the Creativity Oracle. Visions of Enchantment to Guide and Inspire Magic Makers. <laughs> The Modern Witch Tarot Journal and the Light Sears, the Light Sears Tarot. Wow. Okay, this is this wow. is like the craft batch is the big occult monster, and wow. most of these ones that are like how to be a witch one hundred and one is like in cutesy, hand lettered yeah. font like. Don't yeah. you want to be a witchy witch with me? Oh I mean, it's so weird. <laughs> And I don't even think I gathered together all the witchcraft right. offerings that were at Joanne's. And it really, it seemed like happening upon a bunch of witchcraftery at Rite Aid or Walgreens or something. Like, like I'm sorry, is this no, what we do it's now? It's not like is you this... went into the occult section of a bookstore. No. Yeah. And, and I felt like we oh, should take note gracious. that something weird is afoot. <laughs> Like, yeah. in the absence of religion, yeah. people are dot, 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 making up religions. No, I saw some people that were incredibly, they're, I think they're Facebook friends. I don't know them at all. And I don't know why I'm Facebook friends, really, with them, per yeah, se. But, explain that. But they were you. Um, very Trump-supporting, yeah, sur- sure. southern football, country club, okay. yeah, live on you. the golf course. Lots of makeup, okay, breast you. implants, sort of a lady. Um, but if she's, that's you, listeners, yeah, you'll heart, know that you made an impression heart. on Becca. <laughs> oh, she posted a little throwing it out there that there was a whatever moon last night, and then and how you need to go out and pray to the moon to do this and that, and then I was like come again. So I go and I look at the comments and everybody's like, yes, I gathered up all my crystals and I laid them out to be recharged by the whatever moon was last night. And I, I did find myself stalled for a minute. I was like, I didn't, I didn't see this coming from the MAGA hat. No, but it's important. It's important that we all know that as a culture, we are regressing badly. Like this is a regress. It's sad, but it's also kind of funny. I mean, they're like, whoa, I need to show you something now here in our last few minutes. Now that you've shown me what you gathered up at Joanne's. Okay. What do you have? I'm going to show you what I gathered up at, uh, the Instagrams. Um, Can't wait to see back. Oh, I might not be able to do it because mm, I'm you're on recording on your phone. Y- yeah, well, I turned it onto airplane mode to try. Uh, to, 
Dude. Oh, no, no, no. I can. I can. This is just a picture that I wanted to bless you about. Okay. Okay. Um, it's a... Uh, it's going to take Rachel a minute to get there. Okay, okay Rachel. I'm ready. Just just take a Whoa. second. Just this. Oh my word. <laughs> oh my heavenly day. Just, that really... is really disconcerting. <laughs> it is actually like really it. funny. I like it. <laughs> okay so it's a it uh, is a toilet it's a toilet that is actually hidden within an antique cane seated chair wooden chair and that really stopped me in my so tracks. the toilet seat like the lid is hinged. So you much must up. lift the seat up, but it's like a armchair in the yeah, corner of the room. Cane. I don't feel good about that. I feel like <laughs> I feel like you've taken things too far. You just it's it's, it's a quite, cute. You have to acknowledge it's a cute little room. I mean, uh -huh, it's a cute uh -huh. little thing happening yeah. until you know it's a toilet. Once you see the once you like, know it's a toilet, you can't you can't you feel really, easy. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Wallpapered room. I know, it's so cute. It's a, like, like a living space. It's like a side a table, and it's I got. I don't feel good about that. Yeah, you know, little framed photos on the wallpapered wall, <laughs> and I looked at it, and I was like, "Oh, that's kind of a fun space." And I'm like, "What's that under the chair?" <laughs> and then you see, it's a, the base of a toilet. Is it's under a, the it's chair. It's a loo in there. The loo. The tiny little loo. Anyway, so there's an idea. Well, that's something I'm not gonna take well, up on the. Yeah, it's not, an idea for all of you out it's there. It's not one of the ones I'm gonna. Yeah, I too that's, felt unsettled. That's a real uplifting thing. Okay, I'd like to call on the listeners to help me with something. Okay. This is a time it's of like year, guys. It's a reverse tip. Is yeah, that it's a is? reverse tip. A call for tips. I'm calling on everyone. Okay. It's a time of year where we're getting into full throttle emergency. If you don't have Christmas gift plans, oh my word, you Rachel. need to make them right now. Well, I'm not there yet. Well, but you should be. I don't feel the pressure. <gasps> Why not? Because I'm blocking it mentally. Well, I feel the pressure because because I, nothing makes me feel like I'm going to be okay today. Is getting ahead <laughs> on Christmas. <laughs> what I have to do this week has nothing to do with Christmas. But if I can get ahead on I, Christmas, my feeling then that would be good. The hot fire that's scorching my eyebrows right now is not Christmas. <laughs> I know, but to think, what if you took a step towards Christmas readiness now? I know. Well, I like it in principle. I do. In practice, I feel like that's not happening. But anyway, you go ahead. What's your question? Well, I'm, not, I'm just saying I want to hear great gift tips. Oh, like, that's a good point. Like that's a good the point. $25 and under teenager gifts. Yeah. I would take this. Man gifts. Yes. Women gifts. Give us your best. What you best think gifts. we would like. This is what I want to know. Yeah. We've given you all the tips we have. We ran out. I mean, Long ago we I ran out. I actually think I have some that we could probably sort of loosely compile now and say these are things we've given that were fun. But uh, the, that maybe we haven't said on here. 
But I feel like I'm out of ideas. I see your I'm, point. I'm up again it with yeah. like no I okay and and you here's, know Becca you know specialty. I don't feel bad being Pete and repeat about no. things that I give people. No, I don't either. I just like men of the family. I know socks. I've given yeah. you smart wools and a beer yeah. before, but, but here it's we go. Christmas. No, it's fine. Let's do it again. I, the, the thing that I'm discovering is I'm entering into a difficult phase for my own children because yes, not easy. they have their own jobs and money. So the yes. things that they want, they they're buying buy. for themselves. I know. So it's a little brutal, really. Yeah, no, that, that's a new one because it's not like there's... Um, like I'm even getting to the place where buying clothes for my girls is hard because you know like how are yep. how's it going to fit do they really like that very much like those kinds of questions it's tricksy stuff yes and so yeah ideas but this is what i'm saying is let's just have a big group think yeah on this episode on i guess on instagram or on facebook or on facebook i want to know yeah. The smart ideas that you have that I should have had. So. Mm-hmm. I like it. Calling on everyone. Yeah. And my own imagination is perversely attracted always to potholders and dish towels. I'm always like, yes! And then I think I've given those to people every time. No, but you need more. You always do. Yeah, well, and Becca, just rest easy. You're probably getting some this Christmas again. But I need, just keep I need, in you mind. You know what mom said at hmm. the conference that we were just at? I don't know why I, this, I, when she said it, it rang a bell, but I had Mm. forgotten completely about this. Okay. Is that when she was first married, Grandma Bessie told her as her tip, never do dishes with an ugly gray dish towel. Always have Mm -hmm. beautiful dish towels. Yeah, I believe. And that's, I was like, oh, I have a real thing about that. I was convicted. I have, have, I have the world's most hideous gray dish towels with tears. But Becca, that is actually a big part of your zero or 60 lifestyle. (laughs) That Becca cannot be easy with buying a cute, normal dish towel. Because uh, I happen to have it, I happen to have an insider track knowledge here that she is in fact sending off to like India for dish towel samples. To print her own so that yeah. they'll match her kitchen. I am. But in the meantime, she will use whatever <laughs> bad deed comes along. Yeah, it's like, I, is it a gross old sock? I, I have a real sure. thing about, I have a huge dish towel drawer. Yeah. That is, if all my dish towels are clean, if I have a fresh batch in and it's I'm just going to say, you're breaking the toaster, Rach. Yeah. You with your yeah, okay, okay. You with your big drawers. Brag or boast or broke the toaster. <laughs> but... This is the thing is that I they're not individually all glorious or beautiful. No. However, nothing makes me feel as ready to do business well, as what, a drawer lined yeah. up with cheerful. They yeah. look to me like a bunch of cheerful friends who are ready yeah. to help. Yeah. Well, that's what mom was saying, Grandma Bessie's thing was. Now see mine is I just I wanna throw have, out there that I Grandma Bessie's other many. thing was saving the rubber glove that didn't get injured and then they were always <laughs> it was always do you remember this? She had that drawer down to the right of the sink. Oh yeah. Because she always wore Maybe. rubber gloves yeah. when she's washing the dishes because she would wash the dishes in scorching hot water. Yeah. Like you had to wear a rubber glove yeah. to go in safely to the mm-hmm. water. And she would put the good glove of a pair that got messed mm-hmm. up 
in yeah. to save. But she ended up with an entire drawer, I think, of the left-hand gloves because <laughs> the way you did dishes, she would only ever cut the right one. Yeah. Like, when she was washing the knife off, she would only ever cut the right one. So it was all left-handed rubber gloves. And when you were really up a creek and needing a glove, you'd have to wear one wear backwards, backwards, which is the worst feeling it is. in the yeah, world. It is. It really is. Yeah. No, but I liked that. I forgot about it. And I just, I think my thing is I just don't throw them out when they're yeah, they're just ugly now. They're you faded. You just need to run ugly. a tighter ship. Yeah, you just need to be like, I'm done with you now. Yeah, like you yeah. have a fray. I'm going to send you on your way now. And I don't often enough. So they really are. I have some really big drag. I just ordered. Ones. So I have this thing. I Well, I have altogether too many opinions about dish towels. But I just got another. I just buy them all the time. I buy them and I rotate mm. so that I can throw away nasty ones. Yeah, see, I, I think that I just need to up my rotation an expensive dish towel that is nonetheless very hard working and really effective is the ripple dishcloths. it's like from now designs or Mm. uh are those the ones you used to sell we used to and now you can buy them on amazon or somewhere sometimes you'll find them in a store and they're not they're not overly beautiful or anything but they just work they're absorbent they work and work and work those are really good yeah. No, I liked, mom was saying that and she was like, and just get dish soap that you actually like and that smells good and that makes you happy and get cute aprons and just decide to have it be and fun. Invest in the yeah. situation. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Put a fun speaker in there so you can yeah. really have fun. With I do. It. I have a speaker I'm in my kitchen. I'm currently working on playlist that I listen to in the kitchen. I have some of these background things that I try to work on in my life, like birding. One Birding. of them, yeah. One of the other background things in my life has been listening to folk songs and trying to harmonize with them, practicing, <laughs> practicing singing harmonies okay. on the. Okay. Mm-hmm. Not just not that that's really important or anything, but yeah, it's it like you sometimes you just put something the in the back yeah. of your mind while you're like, or I do it when I'm in the car yeah. and driving. I'm like, let's see if I can pick out a harmony here yeah. somewhere. Yeah. And that's fun. So yeah. yeah. Okay guys, don't well, forget what I need from you. Yeah. You give, give us your tips. Flesh out my Christmas gift list. <laughs> All right. All right. Until next time. Bye-bye. Bye.